for tuning in to the Open Door Ministry Breadcrumbs Podcast with me, your host, Barbara Smith. We are here to share our blog articles with you in an audio format. We know that people are very busy and constantly on the go, but we all still need daily inspiration in our lives. It is our goal to share a few thought-provoking morsels that will challenge you to stay actively engaged in the Word of God. His Word is the bread of life. The Rat Race by Barbara Smith It seems as if when you drive down the highway, especially in larger cities, on the morning commute to work, that people are always in such a rush. Where are they all going, one might wonder. I would imagine at that time of day most of them are also going to work, yet they are in such a hurry to get to where they really do not want to be so that they can try to sustain a life that they often despise or are tired of. The expression keeping up with the Joneses has been around since at least 1913, where it appeared in a cartoon that was created by Arthur R., nicknamed Pop, Momond, and means to try and have or do what others who are popular are doing or have. In the cartoon, the McMinnis family were trying to climb the social ladder to keep up with their neighbors, the Joneses. Their social standing was measured in comparison to the neighbors' lifestyle and material possessions. This comic strip ran for 24 years and was based on the cartoonist's own experience while living in Nassau County, New York. The modern-day spin on this could be compared to the reality show Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Produced by Ryan Seacrest, the first episode ran on October 14, 2007, with the last episode being last year in 2021. The premise being for the viewers to have a glimpse into the lives of those featured on the show, mainly the Kardashian family. They have benefited greatly from their own show by monetizing their celebrity status through television and social media. Kim has launched a makeup line called KKW Beauty and a clothing line of shaperwear called Skims. Courtney has branded her lifestyle. Cleo produced the Revenge Body Diet. Kendall has her own 818 tequila. And Kylie built an empire after getting multiple lip fillers. Looking at this, one could say they have benefited from this greatly, spawning many additional shows, and despite much criticism, it was an enormous success from a monetary standpoint. Though I have never seen the show, I have heard their names repeatedly in mainstream media, social media, and in live conversation, because many now look to the Kardashian family as a social standard to desire, to emulate, and the social status that everybody wants to attain to. Case in point, a news break just popped up on my cell phone today which stated, Kendall's pistachio nails prove that green will reign supreme this fall. How many are going to rush out to get their nails painted green or buy green nail polish from the store today? 
because of this public statement. Although it is not bad to push ourselves to be better, in fact it is a good thing to have personal goals, it is not wise to try to be something you are not or someone else. Paul put it this way in 2 Corinthians 10 verse 12, For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they are measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves. They are not wise. And in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 13 he stated, Which things also we speak, not in the words that which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. If we try to compare apples and oranges, we will become disillusioned, because they will never be the same in appearance, composition, or taste. We must look to Jesus as our standard and not try to fit into anyone else's mold. Trying to keep up with the Joneses, or the Kardashians for that matter, brings me to the title of this article, The Rat Race. This is an expression that has been used regarding mankind living a life always trying to get ahead, yet always insatiable, constantly trying to keep up with everyone else or trying to get ahead. It becomes a pointless pursuit. You never arrive because there's no destination. The finish line is continually being moved. It becomes self-defeating. This expression came from studies that show rats will constantly try to get the reward of cheese at the end of the endless maze. It is a continual struggle to get ahead socially, financially, materially, educationally, and so much more. However, the wise man Solomon stated in Ecclesiastes 9 verse 11 through 12, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill. But time and chance happens to them all. For man also knows not his time, as the fishes that are taken in an evil net, and as the birds that are caught in the snare, so are the sons of men snared in an evil time, when it falls suddenly upon them. Things will happen to you in your life that are out of your control, no matter how perfectly laid out your goals and plans are. It is inevitable. Rats are chosen as subjects to study regarding human behavior and diseases because they are genetically matched and have counterpart genes, though we may possibly feel insulted to be compared to a rat. To be called a rat could conjure up three possible interpretations. One is to be a dirty or gross person or one of a nasty character, and the second would be slang for a person who smokes or does some sort of drugs. And thirdly, is a person who is a snitch. Having no morals, they will betray others in a heartbeat to save their own skin. If someone were to say, I smell a rat, it would be that they are suspicious of the circumstances or people they are dealing with. They do not know what is exactly wrong, but they know something is not right. And as aforementioned, if we say this is a rat race, it refers to all of us in a constant frenzy or whirlwind trying to get to the next best thing. Not complimentary to us as humans, by no means, but very apropos. This brings to mind another rodent comparison, the hamster. 
They are tiny creatures that have an extremely high metabolism and therefore an inherent energy and active nature, thus the creation of the hamster wheel. The hamster has energy but does not know what to do with it. They just run in circles like a dog chasing their tails. Therefore, if you are the proud owner of a pet hamster, providing the wheel is almost essential to allowing them to expend all the energy they have. It is not uncommon for a hamster to run an average of five miles a night. The hamster wheel can be used for long distances such as these, even in a confined space, much like a treadmill for humans. However, in the morning, the rodent finds himself in the same location as where he started. The earliest seen reference to a hamster wheel was in 1949, but there have been many variations since then, including for human use. Philip Bond of Pennsylvania has converted this concept into a human hamster wheel for the use of driving a snow cone machine. He and his family traveled to fairs and carnivals with these, and in 2021, he was designing a model to sell for home use for exercising as well. Though this might be considered fun in this application, the full meaning, if applied to life, is not as desirable. The expression, I feel like I'm caught on a hamster's wheel, is often used when people feel like they are stuck in a rut or spinning their wheels so fast, yet not going anywhere. Sometimes we can feel like we are trapped or caught in an endless cycle, but not achieving anything. The continuous cycle of waking up, doing the same thing day after day, and then going to bed at night, knowing the next day will bring the same thing, is often discouraging and exhausting, physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. This is where we must stop and remember that this must be where the comparison with these little creatures ends. We have the capacity to get off of the wheel and open the cage and step out into the great unknown. It is called reasoning ability coupled with trust. Second Corinthians 5 or 7 states, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Hebrews 10 verses 35 through 38 tells us, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come, and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. We must step out by faith, knowing that God is ordering our steps in his perfect will. Psalm 37 verse 23 tells us, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. We are the only one that can bring change to our world. Have you heard the expression, no risk, no reward? Hebrews 12, 1 through 3 states, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. The battle is won in the mind way before the risk is ever taken. 
Therefore, we must pace ourselves, not be weary, and wait upon the Lord for the right time for us to launch and take that risk by faith. Galatians 6 verse 9 says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. We must acknowledge in our hearts and minds that God will show us what to do in His timing. A verse we should recite repeatedly to ourselves during this process is Psalms 27 verse 14. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and He shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. One thing to note about our rodent counterparts, in particular the hamster, notwithstanding the extra pent-up energy they have, why do they look forward to being on their wheel day after day? They do not feel trapped as we do because they have developed a runner's high from this activity, which makes them look forward to the next time on the wheel. Endorphins are released when they are running and it makes them feel good. This happens to humans as well, which can have some positive effects such as a boost of happiness or pleasure, reduction in symptoms of stress, anxiety, pain, and depression. This can keep us going for a while. However, in the race of life, if we stop long enough for reality to set in, we will realize that we have been going at full speed, but we are still at the same location that we started at. We have made zero progress. Many people live from one high to another, whether it be from running or exercise, work or friends, society or material goods, but oftentimes this will lead to a crash and burn scenario. The benefits of running are powerful and invigorating. However, in life, not using that expended energy to get anywhere can be devastating and bring with it a sense of failure and hopelessness. There are those who would say trusting God, launching out by faith, and taking risks are far easier said than done. I agree with the fact that it is not easy, but the rewards can be so great that it is well worth the effort. Also, if you do not try, you will never know if you will fail or succeed. Let me not just throw out cliches, but let me offer something that might be helpful in this newfound way of running the rat race of life. How about stopping long enough to take a good long pause to consider your priorities? What is most important to you in life? Is it a job, family, friends, ministry, self-fulfillment, or something else? You name it. There are no wrong answers because we are not cookie cutters. We are all individuals with unique hopes and dreams, likes and dislikes, so on and so forth. Once you have found out what your priorities are, then you can produce a plan of action on how you will be able to achieve them and see things accomplished in your life. However, with all of these, there will be a risk. You will have to take a first step towards your goal. Despite all our prioritizing and goal setting, the one thing we must keep in mind if we are a child of God is to take the matter to the Lord in prayer. Jesus, as our example, when he discovered as a man that dying was not going to be pleasant, even though he had known all his life that this was his purpose for being born of Mary, said in Luke 22, verse 42, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. 
Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. It was not God's will to remove this burden from him, but rather that he would fulfill his purpose. I am glad Jesus bet on us and took the risk. James 4 verses 13 through 15 admonishes us of the same concept. Go to now, ye say, today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year, and buy, and sell, and get gain, whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor, which appears for a little time, and then vanishes away. For that ye ought to say, If the Lord will, we shall live, and do this or that. In Ecclesiastes 4 verse 6, Solomon helps us see that setting priorities is a particularly important aspect of our life in this rat race we find ourselves in. Better is a handful with quietness than both the hands full with travail and vexation of spirit. We must genuinely slow down long enough to really decide what we are reaching for, weigh the pros and cons of our decision, and ask ourselves the important question, Will this bring me joy, peace, and satisfaction, or will this just be a temporary high that will lead to another endless cycle? 1 Corinthians 9 verse 24 tells us, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receives the prize? So run that ye may obtain. The children's story called The Tortoise and the Hare offers us a great life lesson. It goes like this. There once lived a very proud hare. He loved to stroll around the warren with his nose held high in the air. Everyone knew that the hare thought he was the best hare there ever was. There was one thing that the hare was prouder of than anything else. He had been blessed with strong back legs, and that meant he could run very fast. He never missed an opportunity to show off his running skills to his friends, and no one had ever been known to run faster than him, or not until the day he met the tortoise, that is, who slowly crawled by as the hare was bragging to his friends. Hurry up, hurry up, old tortoise, he laughed. If you were much slower, the grass would grow right over you. You may rush all you wish, the tortoise said. But I get to where I want to be soon enough. Thank you. He looked the hair up and down slowly before continuing. In fact, I reckon I could get there quicker than you, fast as you are. The hair burst out laughing. Quicker than me? That I should like to see. And so he challenged the tortoise to a race. The arrangements were soon made, and the very next day everyone arrived to watch the hare and the tortoise run their race. Five, four, three, two, one, cried the rooster, and in a flash the hare was out of sight and over the hill. The crowds clapped and cheered as the old tortoise lifted first one foot and then the other and slowly began to make his way along the path. He looked neither to the right nor to the left, but kept his eyes on the winding road straight ahead. The hare raced along the road. It was obvious to one and all that the hare was in a great hurry, and it seemed he would surely win. Far behind him, the tortoise plodded steadily along. Soon the hare had reached the race's halfway point. I have plenty of time, he said to himself. 
I must be miles ahead of the old slowpoke tortoise by now. In fact, I could have a snooze right here and now, and when I wake up, continue on my way, and I would still have time to beat that tortoise. And so the hare sat down under a tree and went to sleep. The hours passed by, and after a time the tortoise appeared over the hill. He walked down the road till he reached the spot where the hare sat, fast asleep. The tortoise looked, but did not say a word, and continued steadily on his way. The sun was beginning to go down when the hare suddenly woke up. He yawned and stretched and saw to his satisfaction that the tortoise was nowhere to be seen. Plenty of time to win the race, said the hare to himself happily. Off down the road he sped, but as he came over the hill, he saw the most amazing sight. There ahead of him was the tortoise taking his last few steps towards the finish line. The crowds cheered wildly as his shiny shell broke the tape in two, and the rooster declared him the winner. As the hare panted for breath at the end of the race, the tortoise smiled. Slow I may be, but I keep my eye on the goal, and I don't let anything distract me. We must slow down, seek the face of God, decide where we are going, make our plan, and launch out with that first scary, risky step. Begin running your race, not like the hare, the rat, or the hamster, but like the tortoise, staying focused, keeping your eyes on the prize, and enduring until the end. You will thus be able to get from point A to point B without finding that you are running and exhausted and still in the same place thus ending the rat race cycle in your life. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Thanks for joining us today. We trust you have been nourished and blessed. Always remember the Lord is faithful and His mercies are new every morning. Until next time, God bless.